today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. And I am Broadway star James Marino. James, as I told you before we started, on Tuesday I woke up to no gas in my building, the hot water off, the heat off. But I also woke up to part one of Matt's winter 2020 New York City visit on Patreon. So clearly not all that bad, I guess. Yeah, and and the fact that Matt is a huge Rent fan, maybe it was just whole, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was it was all a tie-in for his sponsored by Rent. Yes, trip. Rent Live. Well, sort life. of live. Well, it was Rent, sort of, kind of live, right? Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> you can see Rent in so many different formats, though. That. That, you know, this is fine. But as I mentioned before we start, if in fact your apartment does blow up, please mute yourself mute. so I can continue the show. It's okay. the radio cough slash blow up button. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's red. That's, it. that's why it's red. <laughs> it's red. And, red uh, for red alert. Exactly. If you would like to help uh, Ashley move to a better apartment, one way oh you can do that is by supporting please. us on Patreon. <laughs> please. I will give my heart and soul. <laughs> uh, New York apartments, we give so much. We a dream. So much. A dream. But yes, as you said, you'll be able to get all those parts of the Tamanini Files, which this part included Tina, the Tina Turner musical, Eden Espinosa at the Green Room 42, Star Wars parody musical. That was at 54 Below, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, and the Headlands at LCT3. And next part's coming up Friday, right? Yeah, Friday morning. Uh, we're going to record for everything that Matt saw on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then uh, the following Monday, we're going to wrap up with a six-show weekend that uh, Matt God. is going to be seeing. Oh, so my. all of that stuff is uh, can be found in full on Patreon. We did a little tease, uh, four minutes or so of... Uh, of one of Matt's reviews in the feed so that you can understand what we're talking about if you are not quite a Patreon yeah. member yet. Maybe this will push you over the edge in Could order to be. get uh, your daily Tamanini fix. Mm. Also, uh, Broadway Radio is being brought to you by ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash Broadway for an extra bonus. We'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. But more importantly, what happened on the Twitter universe today? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to pose this question to you because on Tuesday, I don't know if you were on the Twitter, but there was a little game going around among different genres. So it was both music and it was film and it was video games. In this case, it was five shows to get to know me where theater fans were kind of naming the five shows that reflected who they are as people. It's really hard. I I could think of at least five more. I went with the producers, of course, Sunday in the Park with George, Something Rotten, Falsettos, and Hadestown. Definitely could add like Sweeney and Cabaret and Fun Home and several others. But those are my solid five. So, James, I'm going to pose the task to you too. I'll get Matt to do it as well. What are the five shows to get to know you? Well, we have a 20% overlap. Do we? We have a 20%. I was going to see, can you guess which one Mm -hmm. out of your Mm -hmm. five we're overlapping in? I'm hoping it's the producers. (laughs) (laughs) I love the producers, but... But not your five. But, you know, 
I love me some Nathan and Matthew, mm-hmm. yes. but uh, this did not make my top five. So my top five is very heavy. I, I didn't realize this, okay. it's, but it's very heavy Jason Robert Brown, but, oh. which not surprised people that listen to us often. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of Jason. I talk about him all the time. We've interviewed him a number of times. Yeah. But my number one show, last five years. Number, solid choice. Very number two, solid. The Bridges of Mad- uh, Madison County. My my <laughs> daughter, Charlotte, uh, uh-huh. uh, calls it The Bridges of Maddening County because she hates <laughs> can, when we play be, it. I guess. Yeah. But I love The Bridges of Madison County. Um, Carousel. Uh Falsettos, which is ah, our 20%. Yes, that is the 20%. And chess. Chess. Very interesting. So, yeah, five shows to get to That's know good me. Choice. Yeah. Those are good choices. So, uh, yeah, uh, that seems like a fun game. And if yeah. I have time to spend on the tweeter machine, I would play. <laughs> yes. I love stuff like that, truly. And if you want to join in, tell us your five shows. You can send us a message over on the Twitter at Broadway Radio at No, This Is Ashley. You're at James Marino, I think, uh-huh. even though That's you're right. never on. Yeah. On, you can do it on Facebook. Pick your poison. We absolutely want to hear those. Tell us more about your shows and who you are through them. And at and, and Broadway Radio as well. You can and Broadway Radio on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And, yeah. And uh, we see all, all those uh Various messages that come in, and Alan Henry alerts us to that. So, first up in the news, Matt and I talked about this briefly. Audrey McDonald mm. will star in A Streetcar Named Desire as part yes. of 2020 Williamstown Theater Festival. There are two other people that are also announced that are really big names, but Audra, mm. oh my goodness. Audra, Audra and lights, please. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday's top story actually came late on Monday night, and it also didn't come from Broadway, but instead the Williamstown Theater Festival, which released its upcoming season schedule. The biggest draw is unquestionably its production of A Streetcar Named Desire, which will be directed by Slave Plays Robert O'Hara and stars six-time Tony winner Audra McDonald as Blanche. Co-starring those other two big names that James teased will be Bobby Cannavale as Stanley and Carla Gigi. Gino Estello. The revival is scheduled to play the festival from June 30th through July 19th. Now, also in this year's main stage lineup will be the dark comedy Cult of Love, written by Leslie Headland and directed by Trip Coleman, starring Kate Burton, Michael Esper, Paige Gilbert, Taylor Schilling, and more. The play follows a family on edge over Christmas, which seems incredibly redundant. (laughs) That show runs July 22nd through August 2nd. Next up will be Anna Ziegler's Photograph 51, directed by Tony winner Susan Stroman. The play, which was seen on the West End, follows the story of scientist Rosalind Franklin, one of the scientists who helped pave the way to understanding DNA and was overshadowed by her male colleagues, that will run August 6th through the 23rd. Casting for that will be announced at a later date. Over on the Nico stage will be the world premiere of Wish You Were Here by Sanaz Tosi, Chanbar International Hotel and Butterfly Club by Sakina Nafek, which will star Nafek, Kate Borstein, and Annie Golden and more. Dawn Landis's and Daniel Goldstein's musical Row and Stacey Osai-Kufour's Animals. Season tickets are available now for the festival, which with individual tickets, uh, those go on sale on April 2nd. James, this is such a killer lineup. Uh, 
both for the main stage and the smaller stage shows. That first one, though, Audrey McDonald in Streetcar, directed by O'Hare with Bobby Cannavale, Carla Gugino. I've already put a reminder on my calendar for April 2nd. I know we have to. I have to stop abbreviating it as WTF because I'm like WTF <laughs> yes. Audra, WTF Bobby, <laughs> WTF Carla Gugino. I mean, that's my reaction when I saw the news. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's like how do they do that? That's awesome. So, yeah, we're gonna have to take Just the killer. Fungwa Express bus uh, <laughs> up to the yeah. Williamstown Theater Festival and the Berkshires. To the forests of uh, yes. Massachusetts slash Vermont slash yeah. New York, that little corner up there. Yeah, you know, the last revival of Streetcar was in 2012. I mean, we've already heard announced runs for Virginia Woolf and Death of a Salesman. We had a, another Betrayal revival. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the last we hear of this production. Absolutely. I wonder if the Williamstown Theater Festival will ever do like a site-specific Peter Pan or Robin Hood or something like that mm. out in the forest. Out in the forest. I would love that. That'd be fun. Robin Hood would be good. We've seen yeah. enough uh, parking lot Shakespeare. Let's do some uh, Robin Hood in the forest. <laughs> Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. In Massachusetts. Ah, yeah. On the banks yeah. of the river. There we are. <laughs> On the Charles. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, we have to talk about our friends at ExpressVPN. Uh, Ashley, let me ask you, what's the number one way that you can stay safe on the Internet? Oh, through a VPN, obviously. Absolutely. And ExpressVPN is the VPN that you want to choose because it is lightning fast and secure. ExpressVPN doesn't keep logs of their records. So even if ExpressVPN were, say, subpoenaed by the United States government – they would say, hey, we got no logs. Very I couldn't tell you. Very <laughs> hypothetical. You know, you don't want to be caught watching the BBC. That would be tremendously embarrassing. Tremendously. <laughs> you know, I wasn't watching. I, I wasn't watching no, that BBC. It. No. I wasn't watching BBC. I, I, was, I was watching YouTube. Uh, so anyway, the first reason is uh, security. You're connected if you're connected to a public Wi-Fi or a network at a hotel, airport, coffee shop, uh, anywhere. You know, there's no way to know how secure you are. So with ExpressVPN, you can be 100% assured that nobody can peer into what you're doing at any time. The second reason is that you can change your location so that you can view services, as we talked about, you know, watching the BBC on the DL uh, you can do that uh, or NT Live from the U.S. Uh, and if, in fact, you're traveling around the world or you're based in another part of the world and you want to watch PBS uh, uh, great performances, you can use ExpressVPN from your side. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. Don't let technology stop you from getting in your William Finn fix. You know that yes. falsettos? I, I know it well. A new brain, yeah. things like that. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. In trousers. Martin. So ExpressVPN is lightning fast and you will not have any buffering issues that other VPN services have. Boo hiss. So if you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Broadway, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show. What? Watch what you want to watch and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Broadway. Pretty, pretty good. Excellent. 
So uh, next up, Broadway's Aladdin to get two new title players and a Jasmine this mm. winter. Looking like a whole new world over at the New Amsterdam. Don't you dare let go. <laughs> Aladdin will be making some major changes in the coming weeks as the Disney musical will be getting a new set of principals soon, like salt and pepper shakers. Rodney Ingram, who made his Broadway debut as an understudy in the musical, will take over the eponymous role for a limited run beginning February 17th or 17th February as he replaces current star Clinton Greenspan. After that, in March, the exact date to be determined, Ainsley Melham will return to the role, having previously played Aladdin on Broadway, as well as in London and Australia. That is a good gig. I get to be Seriously. Broadway, London, and Australia playing a title role in a, mus- in a musical around the, the world. The whole world knows your name, yeah. Oh my God, Rodney, you rock. Anyway, <laughs> additionally, Ariel Jacobs, who plays Jasmine in the production, will take her final bow on March 22nd. Oh, maybe that'll give us a hint to the other March date with Rodney. Uh, Marina Pires, or Pires, or Pires, previously seen in On Your Feet National Tour, will make her Broadway debut in the role through May 31st. Oh, March 22nd to May 31st. A permanent successor will be announced later. Jacobs has been in the title in the role since 2018 after taking over for Courtney Reed and has been playing the role in one production or another since 2016. Yeah, because she started out in Australia, I think, and then took over for Courtney and has been there since, I think, February of 2018, which is cool. such a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, but that's a long time for a role that big, especially in a Disney musical when kids are coming in and are expecting to see Jasmine. Yeah. So, uh, Courtney Reed and, uh, Jacobs and things, these are, are pretty on the young side and to spend mm-hmm. a number, multi years on Broadway yeah. in a show, you ain't never had a show like that. That's <laughs> also really, true. That is really, really cool. All right. So next up, D. Rees to write and direct a new movie adaptation of Porgy and Bess? Yeah. Interesting. Actually, two bits of big theater-adjacent movie news from yesterday. First up, as you said, D. Rees has been tapped by MGM to write and direct a feature film adaptation of Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, rights granted by the Gershwin estate. Rees has previously directed Pariah and the Oscar-nominated Mudbound, as well as the forthcoming The Last Thing He Wanted for Netflix. I think all of us at Team Theater kind of starry-eyed, staring at the casting opportunities for this. And speaking of Audra, there are some very obvious names that could be cast but also in film news, it was announced Tony-winning director Rachel Chavkin will make her feature directorial debut. The Hades Town and soon-to-be Lempica Helmer will direct an adaptation of the Spanish thriller Shrew's Nest. The story follows an agoraphobe and her sister whose lives are upended when their neighbor shows up at the door. Mm-hmm. Really. Really exciting news. I loved uh, Dee Reese's Mudbound. Of course, we all love Rachel Chavkin, who is such a unique talent on stage. It will be really interesting what she does behind the camera. Porgy and Bess, 
I'm excited about in terms of it's another musical slash opera to get a movie adaptation in this long line that we've been seeing lately with all these movie musical adaptations that have been announced. Of course, they're going to have to deal with the estate a bit on this one to bring it to life. So what I'll be kind of interested to see is what kind of changes they'll actually be able to make if they want to make them. No, so to I didn't think that the Gershwins would allow this to be to be done. Uh, I'm very surprised about that, but obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, it's happening. So, wow. And Rachel Chavkin, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for her, but don't leave Broadway. Don't leave Broadway, please. We need you, Rachel. Multitask to your finest and give us like two shows a season and then also go win some Oscars and get that EGOT. That's, that's all I can hope for. It's just for Rachel Chavkin's name to be on every director chair. Help us, Rachel Chavkin. You are, you are our only hope. Yes, basically. (laughs) Feels like it. (laughs) What do we have in show and casting news? All right. Let's run through some quick news items from yesterday, as there were a lot. First up, Girl Meets World star Sabrina Carpenter will be the latest Mm, to join Broadway's Mean Girls. The actor will make her Broadway debut in the hit musical in the starring role of Katie Heron, succeeding Erica Henningsen, who will play her final performance on February 22nd. Carpenter will start on March 10th, the same day as Olivia Kaufman, who will take over the role of Janice, Chad Burris, who will take over the role of Damien, and apparent Trump supporter, Lorelei Turner, who will yeah. take over the role of Karen. Do with that information what you will. Yeah, Robbie Rizal was doing with what he will, you know? Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Robbie. Yeah, shout out to Robbie, keeping everybody <laughs> honest. Carpenter will continue in the role through June 7th. Over at the London's Royal Court, winners were announced for the Critics Circle Theatre Awards. Juliet Stevenson and Sharon D. Clark shared the award for Best Actress for their performances in The Doctor and Death of a Salesman, respectively. More Death of a Salesman happening. Best Actor was given to Andrew Scott for his performance in Present Laughter. Dear Evan Hansen, Sam Tuddy won the Best Newcomer Award for his performance in the titular role in the West End premiere, while Jamie Lloyd won the Best Director Award for Betrayal, Evita, and Cyrano de Bergerac. The award for Best New Play went to Lucy Prebble's A Very Expensive Poison, while Best New Musical went to the UK mounting of Come From Away. Uh, Hamid Amashan took home the prize for Best Shakespearean Performance, and Jasmine Lee Jones was awarded the prize for Most Promising Playwright for her play, Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Truly an incredible name for a play. Uh, Congratulations, of course, to all of the winners and nominees this year. Wrapping up, full casting has been announced for the upcoming production of Blue, a play by Charles Randolph Wright, directed by Felicia Rashad at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Joining previously announced stars Leslie Uggams and Lynn Whitfield will be Gabriel Brown, Chauncey Chestnut, Brandon Michael Hall, Asao Pritchett, Alicia Stith, and Ellen H. Green. The show will run a 16-week limited engagement starting April 27th with an opening night set for May 10th and performances running through August 16th. Still so surprised it's going to the Apollo and not to Broadway. Hmm. Yeah. And 
And finally, James, ahead of its highly anticipated first preview on Thursday night, Broadway's Six has announced its lottery and rush policy, which will include 60 tickets to every performance up to the official opening on March 12th. That's 30 tickets for 30 apiece through the digital lottery and 30 tickets at 40 apiece for same-day rush. The post-opening lotto and rush policy has yet to be announced, but I have a feeling, James, with such a younger skewing audience and how anticipated this is, they're probably going to make sure as many people get in those doors as possible. I've heard already that there are going to be a lot of people camping out (laughs) for that first preview on Thursday. Yeah, not Matt. Matt's got his ticket. Not He's going. Matt. Matt is ready to. Matt's not camping out anywhere. He's not ever. camping out. He has got his ticket, and we're going to be talking about it on the Patreon on Friday morning. Very so, uh, exciting. Yeah, you know, it's another way to get into six if you uh, if you want to. If you bring a uh, decapitated head of Henry the I was going to say if, if you married Henry the Eighth, yeah. <laughs> became one of the, the seventh wife, I guess. Yeah, yeah they, that works they too. Can't be seven. They'd have to change all the marquees and things like that. It's too mm-hmm. much money. Yeah, many extra letters. Yes. All right. We got, we got to stick with three letters. No more. <laughs> All right. Ashley, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Be sure to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us if you haven't already. Also support those who support us. Head over to expressvpn.com slash broadway. Take advantage of their special sponsor offer. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at New This Is Ashley. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us, and Ashley and I'll be back and talk with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.